Let us pray. Lord, we're thankful that you are here. We are thankful, thank, thankful for your promises. We are thankful for you, Jesus, that we can be made righteous in your sight through your sacrifice. And I pray that tonight you would anoint Pastor Mike as he brings the word. I pray that it would go out and do what you want it to do, Lord Jesus. And we give you praise in your name. Amen. Amen. You can go ahead and be seated. I haven't got to preach out here in a while, and uh, I was so panicked. I literally even have on top of my notes here, read declaration before you start preaching, don't forget. So finally, I just said, Zach, do it so I don't forget. God is good, amen? I'm going to read out of Acts chapter 10, verses 9 through 15. And they're going to put that up there in just a moment. The next day, as they went on their journey and drew near the city, Peter went up to the housetop to pray. About the sixth hour then, he became very hungry and wanted to eat. But while they were made ready, he fell into a trench and saw heaven open and an object like a great sheet bound at the four corners, descending to him, let down to the earth. In, in it were all kinds of four-footed animals of the earth, wild beasts, creeping things, birds of the air, and a voice came to him, rise, Peter, kill and eat. And Peter said, Not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything common or unclean. And a voice, a voice spoke to him and the second time said, What God has cleansed, you must not call common. I just want to pray one more time before I get into the sermon tonight. Dear Heavenly Father, God, we just thank you for this night. Lord, we thank you for this worship time. Lord, I ask you to just anoint me to make sure that I say everything you want me to say, Lord, and just be with us in the rest of this service. In your name we pray. Amen. Tonight, just for a few moments, I want to talk about a thought of this isn't common. What I have just shared with you out of the book of Acts is an amazing story about Peter having a vision. And in this vision, there is a table full of things to eat. And God says in verse 13, kill what is on the table and eat it. But Peter responded with these following words, not so, Lord, for I have never eaten anything uh, common or unclean. But I love the following verse, and that's what we're going to talk about, what we're going to focus on tonight. The voice says in verse 15, what God has cleansed, you must not call common. And when you think about that, you, really the only response I can come up with that is, wow. I must admit, I am personally overwhelmed by that verse. I, there is something inside of me that gets very excited when I keep reading that verse over and over again. What God has cleansed, you must not call common. You know, when God has done something in our lives or in the churches, we should be very excited. There should be a stirring in our hearts and in our lives. But often we get in these ruts of just making a little deal out of it with the following phrases of, oh, that's awesome. That's exciting. Here's my least personal favorite one. Personal favorite one. How about those kiddos? No, when God does something, when God says that which was unclean is now clean, how dare we act like it is no big deal? Simon Peter said, I have never eaten anything common. But the voice said, what God has cleansed, do not call common. What God is saying or what is happening here is, Peter, you are to go to Cornelius' house, who is a Gentile. And I know Jews do not associate with Gentiles, and I know that you see them as unclean. But this day forward, the gospel is going to be for everyone. And if I say they are unclean, you don't need to call it something common. What he is saying is, this has been a plan that you are to be a part of, that I have been planning years before you were even known. It was there when Abel was substituted for Seth. 
It was there when Noah flooded out, floated out of the flood with his family on the boat with all of those animals. It was there when a boy faced a giant. And Peter is over here acting like this is common. And God is over here saying, don't act like something is common when I've had this plan in place for thousands of years, when the gospel and the miracle of salvation would break out to everyone because of this new covenant. There is something, this is something for all who walk this earth, regardless of your race, regardless of where you've come from, where you've been, or what you might believe, this is for everyone. God is here saying, I have been planning this. I have been planning this for those in this room tonight. I was planning it with a virgin birth. I was planning it when those closest to Jesus betrayed him. I was planning it when Jesus ascended to heaven, the birth, the death, and the resurrection. Don't call this common. Not one person in here, myself included, don't ever call the blood that was shed on the cross common. Again, what God is saying to Peter in all of this is, and I want to remind you here tonight, what is happening in this body, what God is doing in this body of believers, this is for everyone, every person. And we should never call or act like anything that happens here is common. You see, if you do, you've lost the wonder of it all. When we act or we say with our mouths, this is common. Don't ever call what God has laid his hand on common. We never need to get over the miracles that God has done or he will do in our lives. We never, ever need to get over that. And I've come here tonight not to be in a bragging or in a boastful way, but what I feel like God has laid on my heart is wanting me to remind everyone that we have all at times, myself included, come in here in a sense of routine and sometimes even robotically. You might say, what are you talking about? Well, here it is Sunday night. And we sit at home at 5 o'clock wrestling. Should we go? It's just Sunday night. They're only going to sing three songs. Well, who's preaching tonight? Well, you know, we come in here, and then all of a sudden we're not even ready for worship because it's Sunday night, and we sit there going, man, I wish they would hurry up. I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go eat. I'm ready to go do this. Oh, Lord God, they're going to sing that song again? And what I'm saying is we need to come in here and be reminded that there is nothing about this church. There is nothing about the life that you are living right here, right now that is common. All of this is a result of the miracle wonders of God that are beyond us that are not common. We should never act or treat anything to do with the gospel of Jesus Christ as something common. This church is not common. The salvation you have is not common. The joy and the faith that we have is not common. The faith and the life that you are living is not common. Not someday when you have it all together, but right here, right now, it's not common. And we don't dare act or believe that it's that. This is what God has done in mine and your life and what he has laid his hand on, what he has laid his promise on, and he has put his covenant on, and what he has cleansed, it is not common. What has happened in this church in the last 30 plus years isn't common. Some guy, I need to repeat that for you. What's happened here in the last 30 years is not common. I've been on staff at churches, guys. I've been blessed to have some great opportunities in my life. But the sad thing is with those opportunities come realization that what, where I was at was not where I wanted to be because there would be weeks, months, where I didn't have the opportunity to pray with somebody about salvation, pray with somebody about healing, pray with somebody about a certain need, but yet it happens here on a common daily basis. And yet sometimes we treat it as common. God is moving and pouring out his blessings and we dare not treat it as common stuff. What is happening is uncommon. You see, it's a miracle you and I are here after all that we've been through. It's a miracle that some of us are on the stage ministering to you at times. It's a miracle that anyone in this room is saved. 
This is a big deal. I want you to take a moment and think about the greatness and the love of God that got you to where you are in your life right now. If you are honest, and we all need to be to say, we all need to say this, if it were not for the hand of God in our lives, where would we be? This is a big deal. This isn't common. This is not another service. This is not just something common. This is uncommon where we are. Man, that was pretty cool. The thunder matched the end of the voice right there. That was awesome. I will never get that again. God, bring me home. That was it. That was the best part. Uh, John, if you could come and play music now, we're going to close. That's a kid's pastor's ADD for you right there. You know, I love the story of Noah and, Ark, Noah and the ark in the Bible. And, you know, I know that we could all debate about how awesome the differences in the, of the story and what the best part of that was. But to me... The greatest thing about that story is not the, this building of a massive boat, but it was the presence of what was carried inside. Animals, two of each kind, out of nowhere, felt this presence, this need to head to this ark. A male and female of each kind of animal headed that way. They didn't know why. There was just something inside of them saying, you need to go this way. You need to head over that way. And the true miracle of this story of the ark is how all of the passengers, how all of those animals got on board. And I want to know why the door was not closed when snakes got there. That's my only question I'll have for God. How did all of them make it on? But see, that's the real miracle. How did the animals, two of them, make it onto that one ark? And you see, it was because God led those animals out of their natural place into a place where they would be safe and looked after, where they would be rescued, where they could be cared for, where they could be ministered to, where they could be taken care of. And the same God who led them out of their natural place of where they are is the same God who wants to lead you out of where you are into this place. It's the same God who desires to lead you out of our bondage, out of the sin, out of darkness, and wanting to lead you out of these, uh, of these uh, horrible places that we've been in. And he has brought us to this place and this time. You see, church, it's a miracle that you've been forgiven. It's a miracle that you are saved, and we don't need to treat it as common. You don't get it, but sitting here tonight or any other night in this church, it's a big deal. Don't let it be common. Another way of putting it is this. When God saves you, don't you dare ever get over it. Don't you ever treat it like it was just a one-time thing. There is a lot of people who have gotten over that moment of what God did in their life. The miracle of salvation. It is something that we should never get over. You see, he cleansed you. You are no longer common. Guys, what is happening around in this body, in this church body, is not common. Four weeks ago on a Sunday night, we baptized over 23 kids and adults. Three weeks ago, a couple walks in giving their heart to soul Jesus Christ. The following Sunday after the morning service, we, we, we uh, united them in marriage. Every Monday night, there's a recovery group here, and I believe anywhere from 40 to 50 people are coming and getting support and help all in the name of Jesus Christ. Every Wednesday night, we are busting in 25 to 30 kids, giving them the word of God and feeding them good food. And I could go on and on and on. Folks, what is happening here isn't common, and we need to remember that and treat, not treat it as such. You know, it seems the big question you will get asked before or after any service, no matter where you go, is, where are we going to eat afterwards? That's the big topic. That's the big, the big conversation. 
You know, stop focusing on that and the other things that don't matter and you have no control of anyway. And instead, let's let it be a conversation of, can you believe what is happening in here? Can you believe what's going on here? And what, what part can I help play in this plan? What part can I help play in this story? Where can I get involved? It, this isn't normal. This isn't common. Where you are isn't normal. What you are feeling when God moves inside of you isn't common to everywhere. The joy that is inside of you and that you're wanting to share with every person you know, it's not a normal feeling. That life you are living is not common. It's an uncommon life, and we need to never call it common again. Our enthusiasm, our praise, our appreciation should be uncommon. Folks, I don't know about you, but I feel like I personally am living the dream of a lifetime. That's how I feel about being here. I'm not saying that for the company line. That's how I feel in my heart. I wish I could just show you guys how I feel about this, and it bothers me when people don't have the same passion. It's not because this is my job. It's because I don't want one child in this town to go to hell. I want every child to know the name of Jesus Christ. I'm not saying be up here all 80 hours of the week, but I'm saying find that thing that you're passionate and have that calling for and go for it. That's how I feel about being here. That's how I feel about doing my small part. But we should never let God's greatest and greatness in our lives and greatest blessings in our lives become common. What are you saying, Pastor Mike? Let's be really honest. It's a miracle that some of us in this room are not dead right now. It's a miracle some of us in this room aren't drinking anymore. It's a miracle that some of us in this room aren't using the drugs that we used to. It's a miracle we aren't who we used to be. It's a miracle some of us in this room still have our marriages after all the enemy has done to try and wipe them out. It's a miracle that you are saved. It's a miracle, and don't you let the enemy or even those closest to you tell you that this is common. It is not. This is an uncommon life, and you have been given, and we don't need to give common praise. Instead, we need to give him uncommon praise for what he has done. It's a miracle for the blessings in my life. It's a miracle that I am healed. Don't let the enemy come in and take your joy, take your appreciation, your joy and praise for what God has done in your life. Don't let him have it. Maybe some of you are in here tonight, and you have a child when the doctor told you it's not possible. But if you're not careful... That miracle or the miracle that's coming can become very common very fast. Even us ourselves not only need to remind ourselves it's not common, we need to remind those who try to speak over our miracles and that they might say, hey, look, this is common. These things happen. No. Don't allow that speech of what God has touched and what God has cleansed and what he has set apart. Don't allow that over your family. About a month or so ago, I was sitting in a doctor's office, and we had to take Cooper in for a checkup. I shared this with Pastor Miller a few weeks ago. And they were checking him all over. There were some concerns they had uh, because, you know, as the babies are growing, they're taking measurements, seeing how their growth rate is doing. And they noticed that his head was way above normal, the size of his head. And they started saying it could be this, it could be that. There was words they were using I could not even begin to pronounce. And while he was saying all this, I'll be honest, my temper was getting a little hot because he's speaking over my child. And I finally just said to the doctor, doctor, if you want to check my son, that's fine. I got no problem with that. However, you will watch what you speak over him. That child that you're holding right there is a miracle and a promise to me and my wife. And he's been set apart for great things, and I will not allow you to call him common. 
Parents, don't you dare allow those around you in this community or even your other family members to speak over your children and grandchildren as if they were common. Why do you say that, Pastor Mike? Because 2,000 years ago, too high a price was paid for them. Parents, too many nights have been spent by the sides of beds with prayers going up for your children to be treated as common. But if we aren't careful, that miracle that we have labored in prayer, that we have labored in prayer over and over and over, will become common. Ten years go by. Fifteen years go by. Thirty years go by. And yet we forget God healed us. He delivered us. He bought you out of those things controlling your life. God performed great things in this church in our lives. And guys, I'm here to tell you, he's not done yet. What's happening in this church is not common. I want you to think about it. Can you look back over the time you've been involved here? Some of you maybe just a year, two years. For you that have been here the longest, can you look back five years ago and remember that miracle? Can you look back seven years ago and see that miracle? Can you look back ten years ago and see that miracle? Can you look back over at Ninth and Cedar 30 plus years ago and see how God was starting to set all the things up for what was coming? This isn't a common place. This isn't common times. And we serve an uncommon God who is setting up amazing things. Those blessings that God has and he will send into your lives should never, ever be considered common. When you give your heart and life to Jesus Christ, to what he has for you, uncommon blessings are going to follow. He is a God that wants to bless you, not just with health, but with so much more. And we should never look at these things and moments as common. Because when you really look around, you will see and you will find the greatest blessings in your life. Look how God has blessed you. There is nothing, there is nothing to me like watching somebody, somebody that just recently got saved. Everything about them is different. Are they perfect? No. But the excitement of what has happened to them, once they were dead and now there is new life in them because there is this new joy, there's a new appreciation for everything that they have. You can tell most of the times because of the excitement in their worship, the different looks that they have because they just can't help but smile and laugh because everything has changed. Then there's the ones that have been around for a while. Worship start, starts. We sit there, we look ahead, sit there like a knot on the log. We might lift our hands in worship if they play that one song in the right note. We might get excited if that one person leads that one song that we do like. Oh no, that person's preaching tonight. There went the excitement. And we sat there and we're like, God, when will this end? But see, the new person during that same time period while you were having that mindset was over here going, this is unreal. This is different. And then they hear a common phrase such as, God loves you in spite of all of you done wrong. And they are like, do what? How could, they, how could anybody love me where I've been, what I've come through, what I've done, what I've said, what I've thought? But the person who's been here forever is like, yep, he sure loves me. Hey, how much longer are we going to be in here? Just another Sunday night, another sermon, another song. And the new people are looking at us like you don't understand. You see, you've gotten used to the blessings and miracles of God, and you've gotten numb to it. And to those who have just gotten on board are like, guys, this isn't common. I don't know about you, church, but I have to give God some uncommon praise, and my praise may not be yours, but I want you to stay out of my way when I praise an uncommon God for the uncommon things that he has allowed to happen in my life. Amen. 
God is saying, what I have cleansed, don't you ever call it common. You know, I remember those days back at the old church. And if, uh, if I remember, I think my family started coming when the church was running close to maybe 100, maybe a little under. And I remember the shotgun-style building, the two doors you had to come in through that little corridor. And a lot of us teenagers, or at the time I was an elementary kid, had to sit outside in folding chairs. And I remember sitting out there outside at times and thinking, Lord, it's hot. You'd hear thunder, oh no, rain's coming and we're going to get wet. Shoulder to shoulder. Now here we sit, over 700 on any given Sunday, and we call it common. Four to 5,000 coming through in December for a Christmas play, and we call it and treat it common. A safe zone at Halloween this past year, over 2,500 plus come through, and we smile, call it neat, think it's awesome, share it on Facebook, and treat it common. We drive up here Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and we see what God has done and doing, and our attitudes and our bodies treat it as common. Don't get me wrong, I'm thankful for where we are and what we're able to do it in and with this building. But guys, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes I'm up here on Saturdays, when I drive over that high, top of the highway at PP Highway right there, and I see that building sitting there, I don't see the building as much as I have seen the people that have, been come, that have come through here, that have been changed, that have been set free, that are living a life full of joy, of purpose, that is an uncommon life. It's time we start walking and believing every day, not just Sunday and Wednesday, but every day that we are uncommon people that have uncommon praise and uncommon purpose inside of us. We have to understand we should not be where we are. We should not have what we have. It's not common. And we need to show uncommon appreciation for what God has done in each of our lives. Adam and Eve living in the Garden of Eden were kicked out because they started to treat everything common. The first part of Numbers 16.9 says, It is a small thing to you that the God of Israel has separated you from the congregation of Israel. The first part of that line, the very first part, it's a small thing. Has it become a small, common thing to us anymore? Has it become common to serve where you serve, to pull up to the job that you have, to love those that you have in front of you? Nothing that you have in front of you, nothing that is underneath the roof of your house should ever be treated that way. Not your jobs, not your children, not your spouse, not our callings, not our families, not the miracles that God has provided for us. Nothing that we should treat, should, that we have should ever be treated as common. About three years and seven months ago, I, I had the greatest honor of my life to be hired to be the kids pastor here. And there have been days, I will not even lie, I have cried my eyes out in frustration because I feel I'm not good enough. There have been days that I've wanted to just go to Pastor Mill and say, you know what, maybe you ought to get somebody else. I'm not good enough for this. But I will be bluntly honest with you, there has not been one day, and I share this with my best friend Josh all the time, there has not been one day that I've ever felt ungrateful for where I am and what I'm doing. Because I will not treat it as common and business as normal. Church, I know that I am not perfect. There are days of loneliness, frustration, and more. But I'm so passionate about what I'm doing, the kids, this church, because I don't want to lose one. And some days, do, we, do I feel like I need to throw in the talent quit? Sure. But I can't see it any other way. Because when I look and I see what's happening here, it's not happening everywhere. This is uncommon. Do you realize what we are in and where we are sitting 
You know, I know we're in this building, but we're sitting in a palace where God has taken his hand, put it upon us, cleansed us for a unique time, for this uncommon time. For 30 years, God has, has, has a birth of a vision into Pastor Kent and Jenny, and they have continually, continually poured that vision into us. And guys, today, this church is a 24-7, 365-day-a-year ministry center. Lives get changed here on a daily basis, but not only that, what's being changed here is being taken into the community and things are being changed. I know there's things that we need to work on as a whole and get better at. I know there's things that we can do better, but my God, this is uncommon place that God is using to do uncommon things. And we must never get complacent, never get satisfied, long and desire for more of what God has. I know I, I desire more what God has for me, for my family, for my boys. I desire that for the church too. I don't ever want to get over it. I don't ever want to come in here and be robotic, numb to what is happening. Seeing my children on Sunday morning worshiping God, I don't want to become numb to it. Romans 6.13 says, Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield unto yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead. That is saying, I want you to worship and praise God like he just raised you from the dead. What if you died in here tonight and someone came over, laid hands on you, prayed, and you were back? What kind of worship would you offer to God then? If you look over in 1 Timothy uh, 5, 6, but she who lives in pleasure is, de is dead while she lives. You didn't know or understand it, but while you were living in the world, taking pleasure in each and everything that God didn't intend for you anyway, that you were dead on the inside and on your way to an eternal hell. But God says, you know what? No. I had a plan in place for years before you even knew about it. Years before you were born. And it's a plan that was meant to set you free from where you are. And God is over here saying, church, praise me for uncommon things that I've done. I am doing and I will continue to do because I have raised each of you up from a life that was full of death, a life that had no joy, no promise, and I have set you up for uncommon things. You see, we need to learn to praise God until we forget about the things around us. Forget about the problems that we have at home. Forget about everything that we can't control. You say, Pastor Mike, it sure is hard to praise God when I don't know that song. Or maybe it's not my favorite. I want to let you on on a little secret here. The worship lists that are prepared every Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night, this is going to be groundbreaking for some of you, it wasn't meant for you anyway. All that song list was to do was for us to follow where we can offer up worship, thankfulness to God for the uncommon things he's done in our life. Your worship and thankfulness and praise should not be dependent on upon a song list. Choose to praise God anyway. Choose to praise God regardless of who's around you. Choose to praise God even if they do get the, the wrong note. Choose to praise God even if the worship leader ain't up there. Don't worry about it. Worry about the God who's providing uncommon blessings in your life. Let there be uncommon praise in every way possible. If Pastor John, if you and the worship team would come. You know, guys, we can, we can look around us. You can see some empty seats around you. And if you look at some of those seats, 
I don't know about you, but me, I can visualize some of my family that I want to see sitting in those seats. I can see some of those neighbors I want in those seats. And we've been on our knees praying for them, thinking of them. And we've even said such thing as, the day that person walks in, I'm going to praise God like there's no other, other God. I'm going to praise him like there's, there's no way possible. How about we start offering up that praise right now in anticipation of what's going to happen? Some of you parents, you can look around here tonight and you have your child in here worshiping. Let that sink in for a second. Your children, your grandchildren, they're here on a Sunday night when they could be doing anything else, yet they're here on Sunday night offering up uncommon praise for what God has done in their life. Maybe their praise isn't what you're used to. Don't worry about it. They're here praising God. We have people in this church who have been told cancer over and over and over again. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm sick and tired of hearing that word. And yet these people that have cancer, they don't stop offering up uncommon praise because they know they are in an uncommon situation and they've got to get a hold of God. But I love hearing the reports from doctors of the people who, who go when they have these cancers. I love hearing the report from Hallie a little while ago because they go in there. They've been sometimes given death sentences and yet they go in for that report and all of a sudden everything's changed. And all of a sudden it usually goes like this. The doctor goes, well... This report says this, but this report says something else. This is uncommon. The people that are being changed in this place, the people's lives that are being set free. And it's because we serve an uncommon God who can do uncommon things in our lives. Don't give God common praise if he has done uncommon things in your life. I need to say that one more time. Don't give God common praise if he has done uncommon things in your life. I can look back at this last year. This last year has been rough. I had a heart attack. I had a little boy put him in the ICU in, 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 in St. Louis for over a week. I've had my family under attack. But yet, you know what? I'm going to praise God anyway. I've got bills I can't pay right now. I'm going to praise God anyway. Don't let the situation of what you're going through become the determination of your praise. Don't give God common praise if he's done uncommon things in your life. If you would go ahead and stand. I'm going to give some direction here in just a second. We're going to do something different tonight. You know, I get asked the question a lot from pastor friends. I'm sure Pastor Miller's probably been asked this. But I get a lot of kids pastors that will ask me, how did you guys get to where you are? All I can say, it's a miracle. It's a miracle that God is using this church as a whole for this town, for this community, and other areas the way that he does. It's uncommon. It's unreal. It's unbelievable. But it's his plan. It's a miracle what God is doing here. It's uncommon. It's not normal. But something God showed me, we have to be careful because we can lose this just as fast. We can become like the 10 lepers who God healed, but they never turned back and praised him because it became common. But one did turn back and said, I can't let this go. This isn't normal. This is different. 
what I've lost, I have back. I have my life back. I've got my family back. I've got miracles in my life. I've got joy. I got love. And I've got to share this. Guys, we can't lose this. We can't lose the joy, the love, the wonder of what God is able to do for us. Tonight, the music's already started. And I'm going to ask Pastor John just to worship in any way, lead us in worship in any way he wants to. But I want, what I want to do is ask everybody right now, if you would, just come down to this altar area. You can find a place to kneel, to sit. You can stay at your seat if you desire to. Right now, just everybody start coming this way. And but what I want you to do when you get here is, I want you to worship God anyway. I want you to praise God anyway. I want you to offer up prayers of thankfulness for what he's doing, not just in this body as a whole, but in your families, in your lives. Right now, start doing it. Start worshiping God. Start praising him. If you say, Pastor Mike, I'm coming up here and I need prayer tonight, find somebody that's around you. Have them lay hands on you. Start praying right now. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be than here in your love, here in your love. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. No place I would rather be. That I can't contain, I can't control I want more of you, God I want more of you, God Set a fire down in my soul That I can't contain, I can't control I want more of you, God I want more of you, I would rather be than here in your life. 
was just saying right there do you believe that there's no place I'd rather be there's no place I'd rather be this is home right here this is where I want to see God bring some things to come to pass some things that some things he's even put in my life things what he's put in your life what he's put in my pastor's heart I want to see people coming over that hilltop mile long people trying to get in here John can you do this one more time no place I'd rather be. Come on, as we get ready to leave, let's worship no right now. Come on, let's worship. I'd rather be. 
I can say about that sermon is wow that was phenomenal can you give him a great big hand what a reminder to all of us I was sitting there and he was preaching I thought man this guy is tearing it up Mike that is the best sermon I've ever heard you preach in your life amen I'm telling you that's phenomenal outstanding praise the Lord now you know I got about 10 sermons out of that I'm gnawing on them right now. My mind does tricky things with me as other people preach. I thought, man, I could go with this, this, this. I'm thinking out of the box. But you know, as I begin to think about what he said, and just a thought came to me, and I believe it was from the Lord. When people can begin to treat uncommon things as uncommon, then they will see more uncommon things to happen. If he can trust you with uncommon things, then he will continually bring up. But if you take them and just look at them and take them for granted, they'll be lifted. We never need to get to the place that we treat the holy as sacred and sacred as common. What God's doing here is phenomenal. And we don't even see it sometimes. Sometimes we're our worst critics. We sit around and we focus on the negatives and we see nothing on, on the positives. We always talk in the realms of what could have been instead of what has been. And uh, you and I need to refocus and understand that we're living in uncommon times, we're serving an uncommon God, and that God wants to make uncommon things happen in our midst, amen? Praise the Lord. Now give him praise for an uncommon thing to happen. Hallelujah. Wow. I wish I would have said those things. Amen. Let, let your, you know, your pastors, when they preach, let them know that you appreciate them. These guys like to preach, and I try to give them opportunities on Sundays. Um, I'm kind of pulling out some series material, and I may be doing some series on Sunday nights here in the future. Uh, but right now they're preaching, they're flowing, and uh, the church needs to hear from them, hear their vision, see them in operation. You need to get to know these guys. and Go by and let him know how much you appreciate your church. Aren't you glad you got a caliber 
children's pastor as Mike Lampkin. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. God bless you tonight. We'll see you Wednesday night. Come expecting uncommon things to happen Wednesday night and throughout the week giving praise. God bless you.